Sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Era podcast. No, forget all that. It's the clip. This is going to be a demonetized video. The clip for you. This is going to be a demonetized video. Lisa, Brittany Brodus Smith. It's the clip, clip, clip. Welcome. If this is your first time here, that was quite an introduction. You've already heard like the preface to this episode. Is preface the right word? Okay, the preface to this episode where we, I was actually just catching Brittany up to speed because I was going to do something different for this episode. And in that, we already had a really good conversation, which we will continue with better mic systems. But I am Melissa Fredericks, Mr. Kev on stage, and you're listening to Love Our Podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And sometimes the pursuit of happiness involves getting your sex life in order. Get that clit together. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my husband and co-host. Clit on stage. And of course, today we have the intimacy firm, Miss uh, Brittany Brodus Smith herself. She's the owner of Veronica the Coochie. Yes. You, guys, you remember the song, Veronica? Oh, she is in the back. There she is. I'm a coochie. Go on and meet me. Lick me on the outside. Lick me in. But I'm trying to put your penis in. Why do you remember that was the song? Jason you- Fredericks thinks that's the funniest thing ever. He randomly, one of his artists sings it to make make Jay laugh, and then he sends it to me. That's so uh, funny. So anyway, that's my first single off the new album. It's about the clit. So I may as well just name it this so I yeah. can just get the attack. So um, if you are new, this is your first time listening or you do not follow us on social media, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory as to why Kevin is being obnoxious. Um, first of all, <laughs> it's his whole personality. <laughs> so essentially what happened earlier this week, and maybe I will give the... Um, Hold on, this episode's not clip bait. Ayo. <laughs> You just had to get it out, didn't you? Okay, I'm done. Um, I'll try to remember to give, or Greg, can you pull the clip from Kevin's social media and, and stick it in here so people are kind of caught up to speed as to what we're talking about? But essentially, I wore a shirt that was designed by Miss Brittany Brodus Smith. And I actually want, we'll, we're going to kind of bounce around, Brittany, but I kind of want okay. to get your perspective on why you even made the shirt. So, okay. anyway, the shirt says it's the clip for me, and it actually has a picture of the, the clitoris on the shirt. I wore it to quite literally the dentist's office and then I came back home. Kevin made a um, a little video. He posted on his Instagram story, which I was actually cool with. And then 24 hours later, it was on the grid. And of course, the whole world came crashing down. Uh, I was posted on Twitter too. Twitter was great though. They were like, yes, girl. It's more. Yeah, I'm need, I don't Twitter even go. I didn't even know it was on Twitter. Twitter people. And that's what. Twitter was great. Twitter was with it, and that's Twitter what messed me up. Twitter was with it. Patreon I, people. Whenever you post stuff like that that you know is going to co- be controversial, I need you and I to have a conversation. I didn't think it's going to be controversial. Sir, sir. I was like, man, this is a clip for us. I need you to ask me first because I was unprepared as to why I was getting so many notifications. And that's the thing. Okay, we're going to continue. So Kevin posted. See, y'all on, got me in trouble, Brittany. It is because I'm like, why would you set me up like this? I, I didn't think I was setting you up. I just said, this is great. And nobody in your was, your was being crazy no, when no. you posted on your story. That's what I'm saying. But, but listen, on the, the story, the people thing, though, like, I was recovering. Like, I had, I had a hysterectomy on Monday. Oh. Okay. And hey, so Shamira texts me like, Instagram, get ready, go crazy, but I got you. I'm like, wait, what happened? And then I saw, I was like, oh my God. It went, cr- okay, so, so we here's what happened. Okay, I'm so gonna hold say, up. Okay, but so let me Ke- just say one thing. No, I, I have to finish setting okay, it up for the people. So I wore the shirt, Kev posted it on Instagram, apparently posted it on Twitter. Y'all know I don't do Twitter at all. I think it's 
toxic. But anyways, I don't do Twitter at all. So I didn't even see it. And nobody tagged me or maybe I just didn't see it yet, whatever. And so then he posted on Instagram. And of course, because of our following, of course, the, because of the way that we grew up, and obviously we have a huge churchy audience, there's a lot of commentary about me wearing this shirt. A lot of assumptions, a lot of support, to be fair. There was yep. a lot of support. There's a lot of everything. There was a lot of everything. And then there's just a lot of, um, if I, listen, if I could just be completely honest, a lot of things that were said were that were just completely wrong. They were inaccurate, and it's quite apparent that people are unfamiliar with the human body and the human anatomy like some of those things like just simple things like that are just like child you don't even know what you're talking about like why are you gonna come you should have googled this first they said this that's poor yeah it was just a lot going on so Ouch. anyway immediately i was like oh we need to have a conversation about that. i literally text or no i actually put it on instagram first i was like yo are you available because we're finna have this conversation so i wanted to bring Brittany on Brittany's no uh, stranger to the podcast she's done the, the podcast she's done the conference like you know we be reposting Brittany all the time but as the creator of the shirt um i wanted to bring her on to kind of discuss i called it a movement i feel like it is especially because the idea of being a sex educator and being a christian seems to be so opposing that people don't even understand that those two things can coexist and i feel like what you represent the the space in which you occupy the, you are it's you like, I feel like there's not very many other people occupying this space with you. And I most certainly feel a responsibility to help, like, usher this in with you in a very responsible way that's rooted and grounded in, like, biblical truths. And I think that's what you do. So all of that said, I know I said a lot, but I want to give you the space to say, like, what does this shirt, what's your mission and what does this shirt and why did you design it? What is all of those things? What do they mean to you? So, so for me, the speaking about the clitoris has not is not brand new. Like the is the clit for me is not like the first thing that I've been doing. So like the golden clit shirts which I'm wearing now, they they been out. Then you know the clit mugs they were before. And you even they, I still have a little clit thing that the you gave me. Yeah, it's in my drawer. And you to go that. with Ver Veronica, this is Clara the clitoris. Oh, this, I don't she have. Oh, Clara. That's hilarious. You see Clara? No, you don't have. You don't have. Yeah, I don't have Clara. Clara's Clara's soft and Clara like she could dance and stuff. And so these are all teaching tools. And so the it's the clip for me shirt was it was purpose for that originally a teaching tool. I assumed when I made it that sex educators would gravitate to it to be able to wear when they're teaching and things like that. But the mission of it, the behind it, I didn't consider it a movement initially, but then when you said it and everybody else took, you know, what you say, everybody takes hold off it. So apparently <laughs> it's a movement now. It's a movement now. But it was purpose for, number one, the orgasm gap is a thing. Um, cisgender, heterosexual women are orgasming far less than any other any other group because the clitoris is being ignored. Most of the body of the clitoris is inside in our body, so you don't see it. You just see the glands clitoris, just that this tip part of it. So people, it goes ignored and, un, and unaddressed. And so also it's for empowerment for women to be able to say, hey, to get me there, it's the clip for me. And mm -hmm. as the intimacy firm is, even when I first released it, I did a video like, what's a non-negotiable for, you know, female pleasure and sexuality? It's the clip for me. How, you know, how, what takes, what does it take for me to be able to feel empowered and 
and my body is to click for me. And how can, as a Christian sex educator, you be so confident that God cares about pleasure and orgasm? It's the clip for me because if he, if it wasn't on his mind, why would he? He doesn't do anything by happenstance. But why would he take this time to create the clitoris if pleasure wasn't an important thing? And the reality of it is, is pleasure is not even just a hundred percent sexual. These are this is genitalia, of course. But a lot of times we have to be able to have a conversation right. without making it the salacious part of sexuality right. that we are so as Christians that believers that we're so bothered by. And the thing that this uh, be, uh, believe it or not. This conversation isn't even isn't germane to just Christians. I have someone who bought a shirt to sponsor it to sell to somebody else, and they said, "I've been an educator for thirty years, but this shirt still makes me blush." But they still supported the movement. They recognize how empowering it is. They recognize what it can mean for someone else, and still say, "I may not be able to wear it, but someone else can." And so mm-hmm. I don't understand what. That's what I thought eventually was going to happen when you posted it. That people may say, believers may say, the super church, the, the hyper-righteous, and they were like, I don't know about that. But your track record is so solid that I, fu- I fully did not believe. You know, you're going to have them trolls that just don't know what to say. Because, but on, in the comment, I, somebody said, what does it mean? And I listed those four things. And then somebody came behind and was like, well, you also forgot it was trash. And i like, I have to remind y'all, I have time. So we yeah. very much... We very quickly got into, but I had to realize like we're not getting ready to make this a conversation about how saved somebody is. Right. Because that's not, although I am a Christian sexologist, when I put the shirt, it's the clip for me and I recognize that I want to make sure uh, believers can have the conversation about pleasure, but this wasn't evangelism. in, in So we don't need to over-spiritualize this. If you don't want to wear it, that's, that's fine. Good. But also you're not going to call it a question her salvation or her her woman of godness because of it and the thing that she her your platform my platform as a christian sexologist some someone else's it may fit right you know the great commission says go ye therefore into all nations so everybody's Mm -hmm. everybody's cultural context is going to be different sometimes it's going to work sometimes it's not but at the end of the day it's for women to be able to stand flat-footed 100 percent in their bodies and say and be confident in it so you may not say, and the thing is that even with people who are talking about, I heard you kept say that somebody said it was porn. I'm like, since when did organs become porn? I'm like, sis, I don't know what you're into, but organs aren't really porn. But I'm not going to <laughs> say that I don't, that I'm blind to the implications. Like, clit, although it's a shortened term, it's, sure. it's, it's slang, slang, but it's clit just like pecs, just like quads, just like all of those. Other things are their full turns, right? It's what it is. So I get how some people can uh, quadrilateral or muscles. People say quad, yeah, or um, oh, quad, pectoral. Thank you. That's I couldn't remember pectoral. I was trying to say pectoris. Got it. I was like, I know it is short, but child, that ain't it. I mean, and the thing, and so when I even when making it, I could have just left it, it's the clip for me, just like that. But the per- but making it educational because for the intimacy farm our purposes are education empowerment and exploration. So putting the anatomic model on there makes it's a talk piece for sure. But then the well what's that? Well let me tell you what it is, and then I can break down the eight thousand nerves. I can break down the structure and the name of it, and all of those things, and have the conversation. If it's the woman who recognized it but are not confident expressing, you know. Shamir say all the time using your mouth to say, hey, you're down there flailing around. 
wasting our time. You are my, you and my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Right. This, it's the clip for me. We want to get there. You know, husband, we have children. We got to get to work. You want to, we, we having fun, but let's go. It's the clip for me. Okay. Let's, That's hey, let's we, focus. You know, you're yeah. all around the sides. You you're are. on the labia menorah majora. Okay. And that's you to, cool. Appreciate you. That's cool. All right. You over here. Right now, you're on the patio. You're on the side of the window. I'm going to need you to knock on the door. Right. So the, 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 the doors of the house will be open. <laughs> I, think, I, I think one of the things that I think is really important and part of the reason why I, again, talk about it's a movement, I think we start having, and people have a hard time differentiating the idea of, I'm not comfortable wearing that shirt and tying that to your salvation. I and think- I I just want to, I, I've been quiet for a long time. A lot of times in church, and I get this because that's, this was me earlier, my salvation and my relationship with God, a lot of times is predicated on being better or more saved mm-hmm. than someone else. So I used to love to point out, the, oh, they did that. I would never, that ain't right. God is not in that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, social media is that to a, you know, exponential uh, number because you have the context removed. Melissa is going to her dentist. It's not, it's a COVID dentist setup. So it's literally me, Melissa, the receptionist we've known for three years, the dentist she's known for five years, right? right? It's literally like, we wasn't out at in and out no. We wasn't out at in the, the world. School. Like I, and, and the other part is the reason I was posting is because for me, it was man, this woman is really changed. Right. She is changing. She's embracing her sexuality. She's embracing mm-hmm. her womanhood. I was celebrating that. Mm-hmm. My big mistake is, one, I didn't, it didn't click because a lot of the DMs that I respond, they're like Patreon people. Mm-hmm. So I don't have my DMs open. So I didn't sure. check all the negative comments. It was people who always hit me like, yeah, yeah. Lit, go list. Yeah. Twitter, go list. Yeah. It was all mm-hmm. that. So... I didn't even, it didn't even click. And for me, I was like, this is great. I'm mm-hmm. so happy Melissa because Melissa hasn't been like that yeah. all the time. So I'm like championing her and she would also never make that video nor post it. And, but when she had the shirt on, I had never seen the shirt, Brittany. I said, Oh, well, hello. <laughs> Good morning. Cause that is a, a stark difference from the woman I first married and not in a bad way. Like she's embracing and owning her sexuality and having agency. A lot of times in the church, you don't really get to see women have that type of talk. You can only talk about what you used to do. Right. I used to be selling my body. I used to be doing this, but God changed me. A lot of men can talk about what they do. You know, that, that's my wife, amen, and you know God is able. Yeah. A lot of that, but you don't see a lot of uh, women, at least in my experience, saying this, you know, the same type of thing. So, um, Without being labeled a hoe. Without being labeled without a hoe, work. without retribution, so in, in my estimation, it's like, you don't see that. And also we were not in church, but we are considered church people. I get that. Yeah. So that was kind of my biggest mistake. A lot of times as you grow, you were expecting people to grow with you or mm-hmm. be where you are, even understand where you came from. And mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have that context. But then like, it's, it, it just be like, like Brittany was saying, Liz was saying a little bit earlier, a shirt does not determine one salvation or relationship with God. And this is also your walk with your relationship with God, being open about this and still being a Christian. Right. That's kind of what this represented, but people don't get all that context and without context or even with context, people just want to jump yeah, in. They won't make it. And, with, and it's almost like for me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like one of the comments that really set me off and I've really tried to, to behave, but as I said, I had time, is that they said, Melissa is out here being trying to be somebody she's not. 
I said, first of all, like, oh, she do you do you know her? Have right. you met her? If right. she walked past you on the street, would right. she recognize you different from anybody else on the street? I said, sis, don't go there. And here's the thing. Your relationship with Christ, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, is what got you to the place where you could wear a shirt like that. Oh, absolutely. Your, your devotion time, you, you're spending time saying, God, this body that I'm in, these lessons that I've learned, this thing that I've been taught, how can I serve you? How can I honor you? And this platform that you're on, is, um, we, I talk to tell you all the time you're this is mission you're out here on the mission doing the work of god in this way and it's unconventional but the thing is that we're in unconventional times right and it's what it and the reality of it is if it's not okay if it's not if you're not comfortable with it if it's not cool with you it's not something that you will ever do cool i just don't understand people in this social media i get it but i don't understand how people take time out of their day to come somewhere to push back or speak ill about a thing that they are so bothered by. Why are you even taking the time to engage? And so the one time somebody said, this is bigger than Instagram. This is my life. How, how are you in this? <laughs> somebody said that? I don't know. Somebody, to be honest, no. <clears throat> if I'm being, com- well, hold on. Let's uh, break here for, um, to hear a word from our sponsors. Please support the Love Hour podcast sponsors. It really does go a long way um, in supporting our sponsors. You most certainly, most definitely support the Love Hour podcast. You're supporting me. You're supporting Kevin. So if anytime, you know, you hear some, it resonates with you, child, please make sure that you use our offer code um, in support. Because these episodes specifically cannot be monetized. Right. So we ain't making no bread. Right. If you all right, we just took a break from this great conversation that we're having with Brittany to tell you about ShipStation. This year is supposed to be one of the biggest online sales holiday season in history. That's just what it is. People are not going out to the stores. Black Friday will be a virtual thing. And I hope that you as an entrepreneur, I hope you're capitalizing and you have something to sell. I just finished placing my order for my notebooks, my planners. You, you literally just texted me. And right I now. have shirts coming. Literally, you those literally are the three. Text. Diddy, I have those three things that I am quite literally working for, um, working on to capitalize on this holiday season. And you should too. And beyond that, once you get the merch, you're going to need to sell it. You're going to need a platform that's fully integrated into your website and onto Etsy, onto Amazon, or whatever platform you use where you can pull all of the information. You can ship it, up, ship it out. You have good rates. It's easy to read, easy to understand. You're going to need all of those things. And the one platform that we recommend on this here podcast is... ShipStation. ShipStation works with everybody. UPS, FedEx, UPSS. USPS. USPS. I always do. I literally, that happens to me all the time. And international shipping for those of you with <laughs> international customers. Shout out to our uh, customers across the pond. We be seeing y'all. Oi, mate. Uh, right now, the Love Hour listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days. I think that's going to take you through this holiday season. It will take you through the end so of the year. So it sounds like this is what you want to do. It's a great time. It is a great time. When you use offer code LOVE, Love. that's L-O-V-E, make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. ShipStation, I told y'all that. Uh, get started at ShipStation.com today. You're going to click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in the word love. Love. That's L-O-V-E. Uh, that's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code love. ShipStation.com. Make, make ship, ship happen. happen. Okay. And we're back. 
Um, if I'm being completely honest, I actually did not dive really deep into the comments. I really didn't. And I purposely didn't do that because, and I don't want to spit, I don't want to go listen. I don't want to go back to back with all of the comments as much as they were big overarching themes that I feel like were important for me to address. And so the first one is if you disagree with the shirt, I actually get that. And I'm not, everyone is on their own walk and their own journey in terms of their sexuality, in terms of their relationship with God. And I get it. You know what I mean? It it was in the, listen, I can do this and reach the time in which I was in the same position. Okay. It wasn't that long ago. And so with that said, I'm not here to condemn you or make you feel bad or give you a guilt trip or any of that. If you don't like the shirt child, mind your business and move on. I get it. Leave your comment. Don't leave your comment, whatever. Just move on with your life. Don't try to put me into a hell that you don't have authority to cast yeah. me in. You went straight to hell? But, child, straight, listen. straight there. So that kind of thing I get. The other, okay, so that's one rock. The other big rock of comments that were received, of course, were the responsive one or the the positive, the affirmations. And then they're the ones who were like literally coming for the Christianity. And that's kind of where I want to spend a little bit more time talking about because that's what bothered me. And to say, I'm actually going to do a little bit of pushback here. I think of sexuality as an arm of marriage because we're talking about it from the perspective of the Bible. And so to say that teaching about sexuality and empowering men and women, you know, obviously I feel like my ministry is toward women specifically when it comes to sex and sexuality, but a lot of men are struggling with this as well in terms of owning their sexuality, depending on how they were raised. Um, To say that, the the ministry so to speak of marriage does not involve sex doesn't make sense to me and there are lots of people commenting loudly and dying silently Mm. in their marriage because they haven't been able to articulate their needs in terms of sex. You ain't had an orgasm since kingdom come. And you don't even know. And the thing about it is I get it, you know, wearing genitalia. I get it. If you feel that is vulgar and offensive, I get it. The problem for me is that, uh, Brittany has her shirt on right now. That is quite literally of a clitoris. And if you walk down the street, Nine and a half out of ten people would not be able to tell you that that's a clitoris. I thought it was an eagle or a pterodactyl or, or most or a wishbone. Like most wishbone. people are not going to be able to articulate that. And so the point then is, you don't even know your own body, and that's the education piece, and that's what bothers me. I get it. If you don't like it's the clit for me, whatever you know. But would you have been able to identify this so-called vulgar part without nope. the word? If, if it was just that. Probably not. That's and that's fire. the education piece. That's the empowering You piece. wouldn't recognize a penis and balls, though. Exactly. You absolutely and the, would. And, the, and, then you ha- which, and then that connects to what? Most men report having an orgasm every single time they have sex. Right. Because you, it is easy recognizable. And if men had clitorises, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't have right this conversation. No, because we, we, you would know what the penis is. Exactly. Was. Because and Everybody so that, would know. And you that's, have degrees in it. 
Right. And then this is the other part where we talked about at the beginning of the episode, because of course, I, I feel a huge responsibility um, to be responsible, to be honest with my platform. I never people, you know, you're doing this for shock value. First of all, I didn't post it. I never would have posted it. That's first of all. Um, but I do feel oh, I, I, I maybe I would have worked on this podcast, though, and had this conversation. But I do feel a responsibility to, um, as we talked about before, usher in a new wave of women that are empowered sexually in their marriage. Because again, as a Christian, I'm always going to root this in what I believe is godly in, in the Bible. And so we're talking, I'm always going to be talking about sex in the context of marriage. That's just, that's always going to be my stance. So if that's not godly and that's not then i'm not quite sure what we're doing here I, i'm not quite sure what we're doing here and so to have these conversations where you should be ashamed of that and that's trash and this this if my body was created our bodies were created by god and he said this is good he said that i am a masterpiece then why would i be ashamed of it he did his thing with the clit too and I, I'm, really I'm just i'm just unsure how we have determined that our bodies and i'm not saying we have to walk out around here naked i'm not saying that I'm, at all but what i am saying is that having a conversation and i consider my platform to be educational i am not a sex educator but i do consider myself in this field of education and empowering women i'm not quite sure why I need to be ashamed of the body that God gave me. I'm unsure as to why the masterpiece that God created, I need to walk out of here ashamed about it. I shouldn't. I should be intimate with it. I should know it. I should be actively involved in the anatomy of my body. And the unfortunate thing is most of us are not. Absolutely. And if we're thinking, when we think about it, we make the conversations just for a second more globally. And we think about just the work of God's hand in general, all that he had, he saw all that he had made on all of those set, on six days and said that it was good. And when he got to us, he said that it was, it was very good. Very and good. We, and we don't, on uh, Genesis 131, and we don't have these conversations about other body parts. Now, I will say for our Bible literalists out there that would like to make an argument that um, there's no biblical foundation for the function of the kidneys or all of these other things so laying my hat i won't lay my hat on the function of the clitoris specifically however god speaks about pleasure and his and his desire for us to have good things and you know how he will withhold no good thing for mm -hmm. us and throughout the bible we have conversations about pleasure and you know taking pleasure in the work of God's hand, which is the human form throughout Song of Solomon and other places in the Bible. But the thing that we also need to recognize, though, is that we're, we're Christian people having a Christian conversation. A lot of folks who were commenting were, had, were, were commenting as Christian. But we also have to recognize that we can't dispute the science of it all. The clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings that shoot sensation to 15,000 other nerve endings in the body. It, it exists. It is an actual thing. And so, and if you believe God to be a sovereign God, whether you want to be a Bible literalist at, at all, we want to get to scripture. And if for, if for nothing else, there are implications of it is that he still rules over that as, as well. And again, as we were talking about earlier, we, we give things, as much as we want to say God is not in stuff, we, we bring him into conversations and he like what i ain't gonna you know leave yeah. me out of that for right now and so we over spiritualize conversations that really is just 
I am a Christian sexologist, but I am a sex educator. Education is for everybody. And so right. I battle a lot with, like you said, you know, having a conversation about sex within marriage. And I battle trying to figure out when I'm having the education, kind of, where's the line between education and then uh, promoting exploration and then, you know, the fornication discussions yeah. and all that. So right. it's a lot that I, you know, we're trying to find my place in that thing. But the reality of it is, the clitoris exists. Its function is what it is. And so when we're thinking about even beyond the grown women, we have babies who we don't want to name body parts with. And so when babies that are able or children that are able to name their body parts, it reduces their risk for sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. So but tell me that God is not in that trying right. to reduce sexual abuse. When you are empowered and be able to name all of your parts and being comfortable looking at your body and all those things, it lends itself when you're in the doctor's office and right. they're trying to tell you, oh, it's okay. And, you know, tell, tell all child to always tell them all of this. Like I said, on last Monday, I had a hysterectomy and one, it was some complications that I, they were like, oh, it's just this. We, it was, oh, it's not that bad, little white lady nurse. It's not that bad. This is, mm, and, I, and I'm like, mm, this is not feeling right. You know, mm -hmm. it ain't. So the next day they came, you know, they send the whole, everybody and their mama in the hospital, the teaching hospital, so everybody mm -hmm. mom come to check all them and check me all out. One black lady nurse, I was like, can you check? Because it's just, and she checked and she was like, you yeah, know, there and there and there and there and there. And so I knew that the thing that if I was not confident enough in my body just to have my voice, because the thing that we're not giving women voices, we're helping them find and rest in a voice that they already have, that they were already given to say, this is, this is what I, as much as you can say, this is what I want. You can also say this is what I don't want. You can also say that this is not right. You can also advocate. It's, it's far beyond an orgasm. Although orgasms are huge, right. we are trying. We can't, and we won't get caught up in the, well, my Bible says this, and your Bible says that, and my pastor says this, and my pastor. Because the thing that if you're uncomfortable with it, be uncomfortable with it. But quiet as, a kept, as, as it's kept, because I did take a deep dive in the, in the comments, because I did have <laughs> <laughs> Some of those people who was fussing on the internet was, in, was on my wicks pay payout so it's a couple of them shirts on the way and i tr and That's if you know funny. me you know i very much double cross it i, I said, already oh, know you way. did I already know. Which, and listen, I just want to take a step back for a minute. And I don't want to minimize the importance of orgasm and the importance of sex for people in their marriage. I think we, there is this responsibility or this need to like, you, and listen, and that's not to say what you just said ain't important because all of those things obviously are very important. But if you are married and you are unhappy in your marriage as a result of your sex life, that's important too. Yeah. That's important too. And, you and your husband or you and your spouse, if it's a man are at odds. And, and this is the thing, the part of the reason I feel such a conviction about it is because I was judging people in the name of modesty i was judging people in the name of christianity and purity culture and all of those things and so unhappy and so i'm not here to say or judge everyone and put them in the box if you commented and you disagreed you're in this bucket i'm not here to say that because i also don't believe that to be true obviously but i would be willing to bet that it's a bigger majority of people who are in the boat I once was in than people that are not. And, and those are the people that I want to reach where how is this narrative that you've created? How is it serving you? I literally just had a conversation the other day with um, Sabrina 
actually it was at a keep your distance uh, comedy show and we were talking about something it, i think it was after we did the um the girls show after we did the all women show and i had like this little midget shirt and my stomach was showing and i was like feeling a type of way about it so even at literally at every break when we filmed on that day i was like covering up trying to pull my shirt down doing all that i'm like oh, child, i got a whole bunch of thoughts but all the people are like this is crazy modesty whatever i'm like i am literally the most modest person you will ever meet in your entire life but anyways uh we're having a conversation but go off, but go off girl going to go off uh we were having a conversation and she was like i was so proud of you you know whatever you had your little belly out whatever and i was telling her that i had to go through my own journey of asking myself how has this served you and for me it hadn't and i'm not saying you go from one end to a hundred okay you have to find your balance look at the flick of the clip and there is a balance for me but i am saying that i did have to evaluate what is serving me and this narrative of modesty that we use not to um uplift but we use it as a as a way to shame people oh yeah we use to it police. as a way to guilt treat to, to oh, police yeah. women and yeah. ultimately yeah. the undercurrent of the modesty is to be ashamed of your body cover it up absolutely that that Amber ain't a bit of control it's yes. oh, yeah. and again it's and i'm not and you don't i'm not even saying you and again it's a balance because i know i can already read the comments of people saying so you want us to be out here with our booties out and our cleavage out you know and that, this, there's, that, only, there's only one or the and, other right, and you're I'm either like, wearing jeans come skirt. on now here's what that, i want but to see that's the problem we have i feel like at times and, and you and i've said we've had this conversation before that as much as we are having this conversation because we are part of the culture we are part of the black church culture and we want not we and we love jesus with all that we have black people loving to jesus and i think that this conversation can be had because we're doing it in the point of growth right because i never will stand for tearing down of the black church i won't do that or make the all the all the ills of the world the responsibility of the black church i'm not doing that right but what i will recognize is that we're almost in this collective identity crisis where we need to get our proximity to jesus is the only proximity that matters. And so we want to craft a world where everyone else around us That's matches good, where we are That's good. so that we, when we look to the left and the right, we are affirmed in what we think and what we do and how we act and how we dress. So that if somebody on the other side of it is um, looking or feeling away, then I now have, to, I'm forced to assess my own self to see if I'm right or wrong but it's easier to be like they're wrong because all of these other people that I've this space that I've crafted can tell me that I'm right just by their sheer existence because they look like me but when it says be in the world but not of it that's not just a matter of being rooted in stuff and you know perversion and this and the other thing you still have to navigate this world we are here until God comes back which means you need to be able because the things that you can't say chicken is your favorite food if that's the only food that you've ever, if you've right. ever eaten. And we don't have conversations from, you know, pulpit down about things like apologetics and, and things like that about the, like, how can you, it's not about defending God because God don't need mm -hmm. you to defend him, but it's about having a We didn't know what apologetics meant. Oh, I, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's not wrong. No, but I was like, is that what said, what's apologetics? I was like, I don't know. No, it's like just having a conversation like defense of, not necessarily defense, but the the conversation about the faith and the tendency of it and whether it's right or like exegeting text and whether denominational differences and things like that about the, the text itself, the scripture 
itself and breaking it down whether this is right or wrong, whether the original language is meant, meant this or meant that. Mm -hmm. And to say, when you're having those kind of conversations, can you do that about your, why you believe in Jesus? Like, can you have a conversation with another person, a non-believer, about why you believe in Jesus and defend the faith? Not in a matter of Jesus is right and you're wrong, but can you do that? But a lot of us are just regurgitating what we've heard from generation to generation. So when our regurgitation fits a, hits a context that that conversation has never met before, then we're it's easier to be like, oh, you're wrong, or you want to be like the world, or you're worldly. And so you, we have to learn how to navigate this space around us because we're only getting more and more different. With folks who only knew one way of church, the sure. pandemic came. You had to shift. You had to adjust. And folks in churches that did not adjust, they did what? They closed. They failed. Folks who thought technology was evil are now out of, out of jobs. And when you have folks like you all who have such major platforms, the church sometimes does to you all what they do to pastors and put mm. you all on this pedestal as if you can do no wrong. Uh, let me tell you what, let me tell you I'm going to mess up on purpose. But before I say that, let's take a quick break. We also want to tell you about Green Chef. Kevin and I have been going back and forth about whether or not to get a chef because we are just really, really really busy people. I spent all day yesterday, all day yesterday shooting. Yes. And when you do not have the time to cook for your family, but you still want to make their, make sure that they have a hot meal that is not ordered out, Green Chef is there as yes. an option, something that we're going and have taken advantage of in the past. We get everything from their keto meals. They have family-friendly meals, especially if you have a family. I mean, if you have a picky eater. Like who? Joe, like our Joe, son. I didn't like that. I liked it yesterday. I would like it again tomorrow. But today, I didn't like it. We be needing all the options. He keeps it fresh. Green Seraph be having so many different options. He don't know what he like and don't like. He'd be like, mm, you know what? This is in a different form than I'm used to. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and eat it. They even have plant-powered, carb-conscious, and balanced living. So everyone from me, Liz, Tony Baker, to Josh and Beck. They have the right meals for you over at Green Chef. The great thing about them is that they do have meals that are kid palate friendly, such as their mushroom and Swiss burger uh, meal, which includes uh, roasted sweet potato fries with scallions and lemon aioli. Uh, I love sweet potato fries. Kids often love sweet potato fries. Kids and do of love course, sweet potato fries. A burger with Swiss cheese is superior than American cheese. Yes, because the Swiss. Because of the Swiss. You can go to greenchef.com, love hour 90. Love hour 90. Use code love hour 90. Love to hour get 90. $90 off, including free shipping. Go to greenchef.com, lovehour90, love hour 90. and use code lovehour90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Please support our sponsors, as we've said, that does support us, and it really does go a long, long, long way. So if you find yourself in a position where you're having a hard time keeping up with the meals in your family, please use Green Chef. Use our offer code LOVEHOUR90. LOVEHOUR90. that you support them and supporting them and supporting us. We've been talking a lot today about pleasure. We've been talking a lot today pleasure about principle. orgasms. And listen, women, you're entitled to pleasure and orgasms. And so is your man. And if he's struggling, Blue Chew is here to hell. And you know what? You can rub a hard peen right on the clit. Okay. So what you don't want to have to do 
you don't want to ram it in all the time. You know, you want to get that direct clitoral stimulation, make sure it's lubricated properly. You take your blue chew, make sure you're ready to perform and you take it out of the vagina and you rub it on the clit and the clit be like, now nah, that's what I'm talking about. Give me some direct contact. Okay. This is a good time to have the Joshua can. Yeah, but you can't do that with a soft peen. You know what I'm saying? You can do other stuff, but once it's time to put the pedal to the metal, you need blue chew to make sure that the pedal is there. Okay. Blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue chew is made in the good old US of A. Prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. Mind your business, neighbors, and mailmen. No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house. Right now, we got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOVE. Love. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code love, love to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and the erections. Blue Chew, get the erection you deserve at bluechew.com. Promo code love. Love. Your penis and your clitoris will thank you. Okay, that break was taken. <laughs> uh, sometimes I be like low key, even though this wasn't my intention, I truly mean that. I be low key happy because I be like, oh, good. Like, let me remind you, this is me. You don't have mm -hmm. to be like me. Also, I want to go back to something Brittany said. I was thinking about, you're talking about how you only, you can't say chicken's your favorite food if you're only eating that. I grew up not only in the black church, specifically the Pentecostal church, specifically the apostolic church. I thought literally everyone was like us. And if you weren't like us, you were just not saved. Right. You, mm -hmm. and this is why, I give people a lot of grace when they get pissed off about stuff like that because I was you not long ago, like Melissa said. When I met Melissa, who was Kojic, and they was like Romeo and Juliet, Bloods and Crips for us <laughs> growing up. You're not Kojic. Y'all ain't saved. Y'all don't get baptized the right way. You don't speak in tongues. <laughs> y'all are Kojic. Melissa's church, right, allowed her, allowed women to wear pants. I went to church with Melissa to see how saved they were. She went from school, track practice, okay, light day, in a sweatsuit. When I was on the way to church, I was like, well, you can't, <laughs> this relationship is only going to go so far because clearly they are not saved. She has two holes in her ear. We grew up no makeup, no lipstick, jean skirts. Now, here's what I want to say. Here's what I don't like. One of my favorite lines in Batman is, let's not stand on ceremony, mm -hmm. Mr. Wayne. We had these girls in, you know, in floor-length jean skirts. And we acted like, because they wore that, they were saved. Still having the regular sex, right? We had these girls in floor-length jean skirts at the church picnic trying to play volleyball. You look silly. Mm-hmm. You look dumb. I mean, it's it's a it is a park. Yes. I had so many of my homegirls who would pack jeans in their backpack, be like, I gotta wear the jean skirt out of the house or my mom's gonna freak. Right. Wear jeans at school, right. then fold it back up, living their life the same. So it was like it was this appearance of if you're doing this, now that I can see that, you are safe. 
oh, you don't have this and that. But the way we were living our lives wasn't like that. Right. Right. So I'm just like, let's, who are we lying to? Yeah. God, literally, we always say God knows my heart. God's looking at us like, y'all, you, if you're going to live that life, wear the pants. Yeah. Just wear, Just the, wear pants. the pants. The jeans, skirts, away. Wait, slip, girdle, stockings, mm-hmm. floor length mm-hmm. shirt. It's just more stuff that gets in the way. Right. You're still having the sex. You know, I was talking <laughs> about on here's the thing. We was having sex at church, in the church, in yeah. the Sunday school thing. Right. But as long as you came back with that jean skirt, and that's where I'm like, we kind of had it backwards. It was like, and that's kind of, I always be saying the Pharisees and Sadducees exist still. We, a lot of times in church, and I dealt with this on the comedy angle, especially early in our career, people do not play about no Jesus. Y'all out here, this blasphemous. <laughs> you know, you do, this is, you look, you, God is not pleased. God don't, I got so many, God don't think this is funny. How you know what God thinks is funny? Right. What if God right. is up there like, these boys are cracking Crack me up. Because yeah. God up. has to think his, listen, I look at my kids when they were little babies doing silly stuff. I'm like, they silly. Mm-hmm. I feel like God saw some of these preachers doing the most. And he'd be like, okay, bro, you really are doing the most. And when we called them out, he probably was like, thank you. Because yeah. even me, I'll be like, bro. <laughs> but you notice that style of preaching isn't as popular anymore. Because right. once we not, I'm not saying the playmakers made that, you know, responsible for that. But we grew up, that's how everybody was preaching. So that's all I want to say. Like, I'm glad you you stood your ground. You said what you said, not in a negative way. Because th- we see the comments. You, you argue with some. Brittany goes back in some. But there's some women in there who were like, you know what? And- I... Because of Melissa. May not be everybody. And for those, whether it's five or 500. Listen. Go ahead. Brittany, listen. Go ahead. I, I want to be clear, and I think Brittany actually would agree with this. I get that there are people out there who will never agree with you or with me. And actually, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That is completely. Have a little dry coochie for the rest of your life. That's more well, Stop it, because that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to <laughs> shame or condemn those people okay. either. Go, I go. want to. I don't. I want to say but your coochie dry. Sex, you ain't never went. Sex positivity is about authentic, is sexual authenticity. Yes. Right. What it looks like. That's so what I was that saying. means if you may not, I will go so far as to say if you. I don't know if I'll go so far as to say if you never t- involve your clitoris and your sexual activity. No, right. But I'm saying, like, if you don't want to wear the shirt. If you don't want to wear the shirt. But if you look at that and say, I'll never wear that. I don't know how she's out in this public wearing it. But husband, it's the clip. That part. Listen, when you be in the shower, you mean to tell me you ain't ever washing them in like. Listen, and that's what I want to say. There are people. Jesus, you speaking in tongues? Take it away, God. Then now you don't even now you could just say because you don't want to watch it. I stop it tingling in a good way. Some people really do have that experience of they feel like their natural biological processes of hormones and desires, and like you know, women who are during when they're ovulating or before their cycle, whatever their bodies do, and they're more aroused of you know, more sensitive to arousal and things like that. They feel like that's a result of some type of spiritual shortcoming. And it's because of really? the way you teach certain things. And certain kinds of They think horny is spiritual can't. spirit like a demon or something? Some 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 believe that if they were if they were more on it, they were more committed to God, if their prayer life was better, their uh, reading was better, that the way to God, dog. Oh, oh, went out. the way Oh she's sorry, back. the way to um the way to getting 
closer to Christ to managing, especially like managing the weight of the weight. I know that's when y'all know y'all love corniness, but managing the weight of, of the weight yeah. is by being closer to God, fast more, pray more, do all this, which is not a problem. But the thing is that if the moment where my body does what bodies do, then I'm somehow doing something wrong. Right. And then they want to do an absolute fast for 30, 40 days or 40 nights or do the Daniel fast, eat that terrible Ezekiel bread and all that thing. <laughs> yeah, and then ah, the next month, it when it good. happens again, it's this cycle. And it's the thing is that it's a struggle for some because the thing is that premarital abstinence is a struggle. Postmarital abstinence, Father God, is even, <laughs> even, it's even the more you understand what you I'm saying. Call on for them, those I see, I see you for those for those out there yet holding on to God's unchanging hand. But, but the thing is that our bodies do what they do, and it's what you do with it, how you manage it, is the conversation. But we, you, we have to be able to. And one of the issues that we struggle with is how we do singleness, singleness in the church, because that's one of the things that came out for me in the comments is that. We've done this thing wrong. We've had this conversation. Because one thing we can't say now, we can't say today the church don't talk about sex because that's a flat out lie. All the church talks about is sex right now. The problem is some of the wrong people are having the wrong conversations. And those who are in the front and saying the things aren't equipped with the right knowledge to okay. contextualize some of the things that we're, that we're having. And then we hoard grace for ourselves Ooh. so that I can't extend it to too much to you because I need to make sure I got enough on on my end. That's good. My, I like forget, that a lot, Brittany Brosmith. Forget the sufficiency thing. You know, he said it was sufficient, but I need to make sure that I got my surplus, like you know, like pandemic toilet tissue. Because you know, heaven forbid, I step out, I right. can't give too much. You know, I can't give too much to you. And the problem is that right now, we need to move away from the church is silent about sex. We need to get the church to have the right conversations about sex at the right time. And so, waiting until your wedding night. To too have late. the conversation about sex is, is too late. Just too late. like waiting till high school to teach sex education too is late. too late. And where they're already having using Kevin's words, the sex. It's already yeah, happening. They haven't been had it. So they teaching you, your daughter and son are like, this is what you want to do when you want to try back shots. You're like, God oh, dog, how you know about that stuff? Listen, I want to say two things. One say thing, it. Brittany Brosmith. <laughs> I this woman's whole name. It's a good name. <laughs> I I wish for more, and I, I agree with you. I think that conversation is being had openly, and I'm happy that at least we're having it. It wasn't the case for Melissa and I growing up. Um, there's so much rigidity mm-hmm. with sexuality in the body of Christ that we cannot fathom pleasure for pleasure. I've heard, and this is a true story, no lie, you should not be having oral sex. Because if God wanted me to put that in my mouth, he wouldn't have gave me tea. That's what he's, that's what I heard. He wouldn't have gave you tea. Teeth. Oh my God. Wouldn't have gave me tea. I've heard anything other than missionary is the devil. I've heard, this is in church in my growing up, doggy style is bestiality. Oh, wow. Because you know, that's that doggy and that's that beast. <laughs> doggy style is also good for curved penises. I can't. Curved penises need to go up and in, right? Missionary is for spreading the gospel. We don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spreading continue down legs. There's all type of stuff. You always go too far. I'm already I'm demonetized. Don't get my enough. channel completely kicked off. You yeah. Listen. Psalms got sixty nine chapters. 
It was also 69 in the – listen, that's being a servant. Bible say give and receive. Give 69 number, give and receive. Take a little, give a little. You know, we're trying to time that thing. It's like the rapture. We can both receive God at the same time. I want y'all to have high and little. I want y'all to have more. I want to have them balls juggle. I want to get that. Use both hands. You opening the door and closing it. I tried that there's a lot of different anointing oils. There's anointing oil, there's extra pump pee for your head, and there's silicone or water-based no, lubricant no. for the clit. No. Get that lube. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with little lube. You bless up top, you bless You're down awesome low. <laughs> you gotta anoint that thing with oil. The Bible says anoint thy head with oil. That's the head anointed. And so here's the context. We're never going to get to the place where everybody is as free as Kevin. Never. If we do not, and if we do not first begin to have the conversation, because the thing is that freedom look, because the thing is that there is vanilla is a is a thing that people term the term your sex life is vanilla yeah. is plain Jane. And the thing that there are people who have vanilla sex life and had the most fulfilling sex life you ever have and there's people who are backing it up and dumping it 19 days a week and are are suffering and dying yeah you understand what i'm saying and they're like they tried the the needle play and the scat play and the sensation play and needle. all those things they, oh we learned scat scattered that yeah. dude you know what i'm saying Listen, I ain't gonna yuck, one yuck. of the things okay all the things and still are suffering they're the thing that it's about what's needle play though Brittany brother smith needle like it play and then like it's a kink term like it's sexual people poke each other with needles mm-hmm. that sounds painful for sex a, that don't sound pleasurable mm-hmm. but listen let me say this i got let me, one needle that's one poke uh <laughs> one of the shot. things that i i that you said i thought was so good and <laughs> again it's really important to me that we don't shame people so one of the things that you said that i thought was really good is uh sexual expression and this movement is about sexual authenticity whatever that may look like to you. So at the end of the day, I'm not saying that you need to be on the same journey Mm -mm. that I'm on because that may be inauthentic to you. Absolutely. And I think that is fine. And I think that that is okay. And I think you have to be authentic to whatever journey you're on. I think with that though, we have to be careful that we are not allowing ourselves to do all of the exploration because we feel like God puts sex in this little bitty box and anything outside of missionary position is shameful. Not because that's authentic to me, simply because I feel shamed into the box. And that's what I feel like a lot of those comments are folks trying to, uh, folks trying to shame and guilt and Bible bash out of context. My me back into the box that I once was. And we're going in that box. No, into the listen, box that they are in because it the makes them that, feel better. Right. Exactly. Because they you got to get out of that. They want company in the box. Right. They want company in the box and they don't live a life that would support exploration because of their own context. So it makes me feel better if I craft my time so my algorithm can only show me people that look and think and act and feel like me so I don't have to grow and right. stretch. And so I like to think about, you know, your journey as a one of growth more than changing because I agree. It's you know what I mean? Because changing sometimes can have depending on who you ask and who who one appeals picks stuff apart, change like, oh you change, like you you know, you somebody different right. as opposed to I've grown and become more who I am. And a lot of the part of the things that even with our growth, 
it's rare that new stuff enters in. What it really is is stuff that was seized that were already there are now being too. Like that land, that soil is being fostered now. As you like, you didn't just become this like your Sunday school teaching days and all those things that are now manifesting and coming to fruition in a different, you know, in a right. different yeah. way. And so people want misery loves company. All of those cliches that we like to say mm-hmm. is is real life. And so the things that people feel like, and then again, putting on the position of pastor, they feel like I got to do what Melissa yeah. or Kev does, and oh I my, Melissa, okay, and doing to. something that I can't do. Because now, why you go, Melissa? Why you go put that shirt on? You know right. I can't do that, and I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying right. to be like you, sis. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't put, don't put no, don't put that kind of pressure on. Don't put that kind of pressure on me. No. Hold on. Let's uh, break here for um, to hear a word from our sponsors. Listen up, fellas, because today we got a brand new Manscaped product. We talked to you about your balls and getting them trimmed. Now they've got something: the weed whacker for nose and ear. Hair. Look, take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you, you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as clean as your clean-shaven pubes. All right, you're not gonna. Nobody wants to see like gross ear hair and like overgrown oh, nose hair. It's very uh, um, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, Mr. Wilson. Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Walter, Menace. you got the Walter Matthau ears, man. You ain't gonna get no wop with disgusting ears and nose hair. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That sounds like it's about to it's do the all the things. It's the creme de la creme. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose and ear hair trimmer on the market with the powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use, depending on how much ear and hair ear and nose hair needs to be scaped manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene yes you can get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable listen fellas 79 percent of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major it is turn off it's time to upgrade your manscaped routine with the weed whacker now you listen this Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOVEHOUR, Love Hour. at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code LOVEHOUR. Love Hour. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. And now back to the show. Yeah, this was good. Um, I'm going to use the restroom as well, but since we are on the Patreon, if I want to be clear, if you have questions that you feel like maybe we're not answering or something that's coming to your mind, can you please include them in the comments now and I'll make sure we address them as we close out. Um, If you are someone and you disagree, please don't attack that person in the comments. I'm begging you because I also want them to have the space to ask their question and allow Brittany and I to answer it as well without feeling like we're attacking them because I don't want to attack them either. I just want to make sure that... um, you know, maybe there are people who are like, I feel like Melissa disappointed me in wearing that shirt. I want you to have the space to tell me why so I can address why I'm going to challenge you a little bit as to why maybe you should be thinking about things a little bit different. And again, it's not for me, it's not about the shirt because 
you could have on something right now. Any one of y'all in the comments could have on something right now that I think is ugly and I just ain't going to wear it. That's a conversation about fashion choices. That's not a conversation about the importance of talking about sexuality. That's not a conversation of talking about anatomy. That's not a conversation talking about making sure that this gap that we have created between God and sex is closed. So those are the issues that are far more important to me than Mm -hmm. Melissa, you shouldn't be wearing that shirt because don't nobody care. Don't I don't really care that you feel like I shouldn't have worn a shirt. I bought the shirt. In fact, I'm about to do a giveaway for five more shirts. That's just how I feel about that. That won't change. But if we can have a, a, a ideological conversation about the meaning behind the church uh, shirt, that's more impactful. That's more profound, and that could change the trajectory quite literally of your marriage. And I know that to be true firsthand. That's what's important to me. I'm going to use the bathroom. I ask them to send um, questions, and then Brittany can. Okay. And the reality of the I'm sorry, go ahead, Brittany Rose Smith. <laughs> the reality of based on what this is saying, like if you really think about it and look at some of the topics y'all talked about on Love Hour, look at where you know some of the places y'all cover on Love Hour after dark, it may have been a little further, a little more risque, if you will, than even the shirt. So what I'm saying yeah. is that we so the thing is that y'all cool with the message. Y'all just don't want to publicize. So y'all want to continue doing and moving in secret. And it's not a matter because somebody also talking comments about what's what's to be held for private talk. So Melissa right. coming on the show talking about what she like, how she likes it and where. That may that's a private conversation between you and her as husband and wife. Cool. Unless that's the, the context of whatever. Right. But just saying the conversation about clear clitorises are important for orgasm that's a public conversation that is education she did not come and say kevin do this do that i like when he does this y'all not bringing people into your bedroom y'all help and giving conversations that can help folks in their own spaces absolutely so so what i'm finding is that y'all were cool with y'all like y'all went there like like goodies class which was but Don't see, that was people who will get it, I think. Uh, people who are fans of the Love Hour who watch, everybody who was on that Instagram ain't like that. You know, some of these people came and mm-hmm. followed me because of just straight church jokes. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. ready to have that walk in their mm-hmm. life. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people haven't been like, if, if I wasn't... Um, a listener of the love hour a lot of times this is people don't be necessarily consuming this type of content there's not a lot of i wouldn't say people necessarily have a lot of sexually liberating content from the church yeah. you know and a lot of times even yeah. listen i listen to like other podcasts they be going we like okay well we ain't really kind of doing all that you know what i'm saying so it's not it's not as easy to digest or you it's easier to dismiss because right. it's like right. not com- from a christian point of view okay right. i mean but then think about how like some of the things that you say, even on keep your distance, like I like curse words, like you like making all these caveats to prepare the people that come in that have all of these expectations of you. And it's like the focus is like, okay. And a lot of times they're listening. I find that people listen, they like it, they cool with it. They talk about it with their girlfriends and their group texts and all of those things. They just don't want to be public about it. But the things they rip the veil off of all of those things and have the conversation. What happens is when we have the conversation about it, when it becomes public, when you shine a light on things, folks stop being interested in stuff. It stopped like Clinton, all of those things stop being so 
tantalizing when we becomes public conversation. Stuff, sneaky stuff is the stuff that people want to talk about. Absolutely. So when we start, and I, I know folks are tired of hearing that term, let's normalize this, but the reality of it is when you normalize it, when it becomes everyday conversation, folks stop caring and yeah. start doing things about it. Like that's, that's really what, again, that's what is the clip for me was purpose for because I, like I said, I've this has been out for two years now and is, I mean, it's cute and sex educators, again, immediately gravitate to it because they know it, but just putting the word clip towards it makes the educational message more accessible to more people. Mm-hmm. And again, I thought, I didn't think about it as regular everyday people wearing it, but also why not? Well, I think there's a lot of people who follow Melissa who had journeys similar to Melissa's that they're trying to like in in some ways i don't know if this the you know the reason you did it but like some ways you gotta like you're trying to break out of that way you used to think you shirts like that are like yeah man i'm, I'm trying to own this oh, no. i need to break this out for my own mind mm-hmm. not necessarily for you to feel a different type of way i know a lot of times in social media people think if you saying something that means you're saying i should do it or be comfortable with it mm-hmm. people forget that people do stuff for themselves only. Absolutely. And I think it is important to recognize because of my own um, journey, I was like, let me buy this shirt for Brittany. I brought, bought it and didn't wear it for probably a week because I was like, Lord, what? What am I going to do with this shirt? <laughs> and then finally was like, girl, if you don't snap up out of this and wear this shirt and move on about your life. And that's the day that I did it again. I very easily, I had planned on wearing it actually on the Love Hour podcast. On that day, I just put it on, on some like, put the shirt on, do it right now. It's been sitting in your closet. Mm-hmm. And so I just did it. But it was never my intent to like put it out on a public platform. And I think that's the part that people will, you know, that's the context that people miss, which is fine. We're here now and I don't mind talking about it because I will defend it. And I think that's mm-hmm. the part that people have to like understand is that, I am not here to, and kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, there are people that we will never reach that will never agree to that. And that's mm-hmm. fine. totally fine. That's fine. TF. But there's you cut off your face cut off in it. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, let me start. Oh, you moved the I was Thank pulling you. the question. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany mm-hmm. Rodesmith. Um, <laughs> I think that's fine if you never agree. Like that's that's totally fine. But then there are those people that are that are unhappy quite literally in their marriage there are those people that are unhappy with their sex lives and those are the people that i feel i want to reach people you you i don't want to say things that are mean so those people that i'm never gonna reach fine live your life (laughs) happy miserable sad whatever live your life Mm -hmm. but those people that want to change those people that are in their marriage and they are miserable and they're looking for an opportunity to find happiness Mm -hmm. and get the pleasure that they deserve the pleasure that they were created for i love when you said pleasure is your birthright to get that those are the people i want to reach and at the end of the day if we're talking about a fashion choice i don't want to wear that but thank you for the push then i've done the job right and that's ultimately all that i want and sometimes i don't push people they're not ready to be pushed right and, and i don't be- and i just want to make sure that i'm clear that we're yeah. not conflating um fashion <laughs> with christianity and i think that's the part ultimately that ends up bothering me is that chad if you knew 
the work that it took me to get to this point, there is, and the, the work that I'm continuing to do to show up as the best version, we were just having this conversation last night, the work that I'm continuing to do to ser- show up as the best version of myself on a daily basis, not just for Melissa, but in terms of being a husband or being a wife to my husband, being a mother, being a podcast host, to being an educator, to being a person that has been given this platform. Those are the things that I take very seriously and so yeah it is my job not to convert those who I'll never reach but simply those people that are on the fence and looking for a change and looking for a way out those are the people that I hope that they're listening to this message today pick up a book educate yourself not and go on with the blank slate clear your mind of everything you've been taught previously all those previous connotations um negative connotation even positive just clear your slate go in with the mind of just empty pick up a book learn about your body find the ones that are rooted in sex positivity and you can grow and you can change and that's quite literally what i did and that's what got me to this point and that's what the journey that i want other people to join so we're done with that let's answer a few of these questions and then we can close out as a man, how can I, we, better support this type of conversations to support you women? Brittany, did you want to answer? You women. <laughs> so I, I think, so the thing is that just like with any other conversation of, with someone in a position of privilege and how you leverage your privilege in whatever space that you're in, can, having those conversations in the spaces where women are not so that if you're in the barbershop and talking about, if you understand when the sexuality conversations come up, which they undoubtedly do, don't go with business as usual. Don't have the barbershop talk, the locker room talk where you just talk about women and sexuality as if, if you know, I gotta get mine, she better get her. When that kind of conversation comes up, correct it. Talk about, if you know that the clearest exists, if you know that the clearest is the way to reach orgasm, you recognize that the only person that can tell you uh, how to please that woman is that woman have those conversations with those with those individuals leverage um, your privilege with your partner talk to her about what she likes what she doesn't like and then do that and then don't think that you know more about her body than you are don't think that your sexual resume in any way qualifies you for any other job but the one that you have with that woman so I'm gonna just piggyback off that last point because it's the only thing I have to say and that is to always remember that the woman has agency over her body. And so the mm-hmm. idea of help is often translated to let me do for you. I know what's best yep. for you. And yep. this is her body. This is what she needs. This is what she wants. Let her find herself first. Like give her that ability to be empowered. Give her that ability to have the not the intimate knowledge of how her body functions and acts. So when she comes to you, you're not this. I don't want to have a discussion. I want to tell you this what I like. This what I don't like. I want you to touch me here. Uh, what you say? It's the clitoris for me. So this is where we need to focus our my our time and attention. Like these are the conversations that have to happen. And I I want I always think it's important that women remember the agency of their body in their body. And that's one of the 
biggest, I feel, misconceptions is that we, and I've said this many a times, even on the Love Hour Live, that we hand over sexual agency to our men. And so when you say the sexual resume, uh, even when we were um, looking at um, Merit at First Sight, one of Woody, he had more sexual experience. And so he was like, I don't mind teaching her this. I don't mind teaching her this, that, and the third. She seemed okay with it. But sometimes that come across like, okay, well, you tell me what I want. Okay, well, you tell, I don't really know. So I'm looking for you to be my teacher. No, ma'am, Miss Pam, I want you to teach yourself about you. Pick up a book, learn your anatomy, Figure out what works, figure out what doesn't work, whatever it looks and like. Relay whatever the information to me. And relay that information. That is so much more empowering. And that's coming from yep. um, a position of knowledge. And it's so much yep. easier to articulate than expecting your husband, your spouse, or whoever yep. to tell you how your body operates. And while I'll go one step further than that, for the ones who do, who are very well aware of what they like and don't like, but sit and hold it in the back of their throats while they're they have all these ideas like I want you to move to the left I want you to move to the right but won't say anything because they're taught to be ready willing and able and available to their husband and they can just do whatever or right because if you speak up and say it's the clip for me or if you speak up and say use your finger or do this or do that it's like where you get that from or it's and I ask a couple of my clients I'm just like who are you afraid of being? Who are you f- afraid of them thinking or comparing you to? Because mm-hmm. why are you have this thought in your mind? I want you to move to the left, but you sitting there dying because there is nothing. I mean, it's probably a couple of things worse, but the idea of being this close to an orgasm and just moving a couple inches to the left will change the game for you. But you sitting there missing out on your orgasm because you don't want to speak up. Listen, and that's for you me. You better happens. get like the dog on GPS. You do need to. Six inches to the top, please. Orgasm in 30 seconds. Please slow and down. And the script, and some people feel less that pressure. find it to be um, <laughs> scripted or or have, right. they find it not to be sexy or whatever. Or that one of the worst things I hate is a real man would just know, or a real woman would just know. No, you're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice leaving sexual money and pleasure on the table because of the way you handle it. That's good. Next question. Next question. How do wives have these conversations with their husbands, especially those who maybe, for a lack of a better term, are closed-minded? Wait, who would be closed-minded? The husband. The wife. Oh, no, the, the husband. husband. How do you tell them, hey, the it's, I mean, it's I think the for me. Oh, I got it. I mean, I think everything that we just said to the first question would apply would apply here you just gotta you have to say and the thing is that in a a, in a relationship rooted in equity where you have your say is as much as my say you're in the mutual submission and all of those things what i need and want should be prioritized just like what you need and want Mm -hmm. and so if me coming to you speaking up for what i want somehow is a shot at you then that's your own stuff and i'm not going to carry the weight of your own insecurities and i'm not going to also struggle with or struggle through uh reduced pleasure because saying speaking up for what i want makes you feel um lackluster because then that's a whole other conversation that we need to have that said we need to put sex on pause for a second to get through yourself yeah i think the the term partner like and we have business partners Mm -hmm. like i don't you know melissa and i have business partners we don't you know and some are different we don't dictate terms right we have conversations what does this look like for you what part could you do? How much can you bear? Like with sex, I feel like it, to have a fulfilling sex life, there needs to be 
check-ins during the act and before. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, sometimes yeah. you try something or whatever, like, is this okay for you? Is this comfortable? Is this too much? Are you feeling like this? I feel like you might be hesitant. Is that me? Or the next day or, or the day prior, hey, I was thinking about this. How do you feel? Like, I agree with something Brittany just said. Uh, you, you're saying put that on pause. If you're not able to have those uh, holistic conversations about everything, then you're going to yep. really suffer Absolutely. talking about sex. And I feel like in a lot of marriages, that's that sexual conversation difficulty is pro- you probably have difficulty talking about money. Uh, how to raise kids. I feel like that you probably have difficulty talking period. And the more open you are communicating, the easier and not necessarily that it's easy, but it's probably easier if you have an open communication, uh, excuse me, in your relationship when you just say, okay, now you put two fingers, two in the pink, one in the stink. Now you can say that if you've said, Hey, right. And holding that in is when resentment begins to uh, brew and uh, fester and all the things. And now you like, whenever it's time to have sex, you like, here you go. And like the thing is that we have this thought that we always got to be ready, have to be on when it comes to sex, particularly as women. But like the reality of it is, and this is speaking for any, I don't like to say uh, in some, most situations or publicly is the women who are grudgingly given over the sex to the men. Yeah. You don't hear about that from me. Publicly. It's, it's publicly, but I still, I feel like there's a lot of women who suffer Oh yeah, that because they don't have the space to say like we, you, we y'all talked about this a long time before about being higher desire, and so the thing that whoever the person is that higher desire, you, nobody wants compliance sex. So the ones who are just like okay here here you go like you might as well keep that. Right. And so to prevent the here you go sex, which is like terrible, yeah. you have to have the conversation like why aren't why don't you like the sex we have? What. Sorry, I'm telling him, please don't do Sealy. It's always, that was the time for the joke. I just don't want you to do it. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't okay. going to do it. I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't have it in me okay. to do it. <laughs> i never make a joke again. <laughs> that's all. That's all I uh, the other, the last thing I wanted to add to that is therapy. Um, find yourself a, a couple's therapist and do that together to have a third party help facilitate and navigate those conversations because they're uncomfortable sometimes. And sometimes that uncomfortability comes from the way in which you're raised and trying to get over that hump is difficult. I know that firsthand, they're uncomfortable. Um, It's hard. Sometimes, as you said, the words are kind of just stuck, right? Like, you know what you want to say, they come down and now they need to come back up and they get stuck. I've I've been in that position many a times. And so having that third party Mm -hmm. can help, you know, get through those uh get through that and help facilitate the conversation next question um is there a space for pleasure for those who are single oh i'm gonna leave that to Brittany. i feel <laughs> like she says she was trying to figure that navigation out well so here's the thing as the question as asked the answer is yes because okay. pleasure does not show is not just in the form of sex sex you you're yeah so you know goody talked a lot about sensuality over sexuality and it's um engaging in all of your five senses so things are pleasurable in curating your space to smell good to have you know certain fabrics on your skin that have food that you know tastes good and you know things like that but if we're talking about that matter of 
sexual pleasure as a single person. And again, we talked about this the first time on the live. It really is that question is so nuanced that I can't say flat out yes or no. Your doctrinal position. There are people who feel their doctrinal position is that their theology is that God does not have issue with take issue with fornication. I can't speak to people who have that thought about. I, but I I believe, and it's my position that God honors abstinence prior to marriage that's so the thing is that but there that that doesn't mean you have to be a hermit sitting off in the corner somewhere never to be engaged until the moment that you get engaged which is kind of counterproductive because if you're a hermit then when are you ever going to meet anybody to if you you know go down that that process but so it really that's not a question that i can say flat out in these couple minutes we have left yes um yes i feel like that's a great answer yeah, there is you, you're speaking to your doc, doctrinal background uh, that is very different from other people. There's people who think that you can have sex outside of marriage and feel like God is OK with that. There's people yeah. who are comfortable with masturbation doctrinally, people who are not comfortable with masturbation doctrinally. I feel like saying what you said allows people to uh, have that um, like relational conversation with God for themselves. Um, yeah. So much of that. Is- I also think that it just allows me not to tell you what to do. I can tell you what I'm correct. With. Right. And you can't leave out here and say, well, Brittany said, exactly. Melissa Kev said I can, because right. again, if you're looking for permission and this is not to the person answer specific question, right. if you seeking permission, just going to do what you're going to do. Believe me. Right. That's what that was. Yeah. That's how I you ain't gonna get to heaven or judgment day and be like, well, Brittany told me like, okay, well, and nah. you will not. Right. And, you and, and listen, that's the thing that I thought, again, going back to this idea of sexual authenticity, I am not, what I do is not a prescription for you. And Absolutely. that's what I want people to know. The journey that I am on is the journey that I, that it is a solo journey. All yeah. I am advocating is that you take the first step to start yours. Right. And wherever yeah. that may lead you, go yeah. with God, Crispy, go. Yeah. But where I am at and the journey that I have been on since child seven, 10 years ago has, they've led me to this moment and where I may feel in one or two years, you know, you, you balance, you grow, you evolve, you learn things new and you feel differently, whatever. I get that. But right now at this point in my life, this is the journey that I'm on. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to be shamed for where I am the same way. I'm not going to shame you. You're approved. You're this. And you, I'm not going to do that to you either. But what what I don't want is for people to cast me into a hell that you're not on the judge, jury, nothing, the prosecution, the nothing to put me in. You have no say so in that. And so shit up is what I really want to say. Okay. And especially that if you put, you cast her into hell and you didn't talk to your father in 27 years. Listen, I just, go go off. off, Exactly. And I don't want, and this is the other thing in real life. I, while I was never, I mean, social media was never a thing anyway when we were younger, but I don't want to be that metaphorical commenter, which is just judgment when I was younger, because that's who I was judging these people for what they said, the way that they look, this, that, and the other. Then I'm going home, laying next to my husband, crying silent tears because I'm unhappy. And what I am saying is before you're so loud, before as you're watching this video and you make this comment and you judge, especially now if you're single, 
make your comment, girl, and live your life. Talk to me when you get married and we can have a conversation again. But if you are married, before you comment, I want you to pause for just one moment. And this is quite literally what I want you to do. And ask yourself, are you happy sexually? Is your husband happy sexually? And if that answer is no, don't comment. Go find a book. Save your characters to go to Google and find a book to re-educate yourself on your body. Find a book that is rooted in what you believe, the Bible, whatever. Find a book that is sex positive and help you reframe your view. Now, if you want to have a conversation about fashion choices, that's different. But if your comment is to condemn someone to hell, if your comment is to say that I am no longer a Christian because of a shirt, child, okay? I want you to save your characters and go read a book. And be, and then as a believer, be comfortable with extra biblical texts. And those are texts that right. are not just the Bible alone. And so the thing is that if you think that the God of the universe, the sovereign God that always was, that is, and is to come can be contained in them 66 books, then you don't know him at all. That is the blueprint for, for how we live this life. For sure. The Bible, you know, me and the Bible, we good. However, <laughs> it's, you know, you there are more. There's more to the world than what is contained in the Bible. You need to be comfortable reading other texts that support. Now, filter it through the Word of God. Yeah, of course. But social science and theology, I agree with that. Can they I can so coexist. They can coexist, and you need to be comfortable. And so that was my point about you can't say that chicken is your favorite food if you never had anything else. The thing is that you have to try the spirit by the spirit and take the take the word of God and then carry it uh, carry it with you where you go. But then also because the thing that a lot of the commentary that you read and all those things you are using extra biblical texts to help you understand the mysteries of God in that's contained in the Holy Bible and be comfortable with anatomy, physiology, biology. All of those things that you learn in school, and if you believe God to be sovereign, you believe that his hand is in that as well. Yeah. Um, the last little bit that I want to say, someone said you can't talk unless you're married. That's not what I'm saying now. I know you was playing, but listen, I'll, in case someone else is thinking that, I'm not coming for single people at all. I'm, I'm really, Lord not, Jesus, yeah, I'm really <laughs> looking, I want to just make sure I'm clear because I don't want people to be taking stuff out of context and running with things. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the last thing I wanted to say is that um, I, I feel that we do need to reclaim the narrative of sex and put sex back. Listen, we watched the Hamilton movie and um, Hamilton's wife said, uh, they put, I, I entered the narrative. What did she say? Equip uh, basically, I, I entered the chat is what she basically yeah. said. They put me back in the narrative. I put myself back in the narrative. And what I uh -huh. believe is that we've allowed for far too long for the world to own and control the narrative of sex. And we were talking about this earlier, that sequence of events matter. And yep. I believe that in the beginning was God. <laughs> So and that means everything else came after. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if he was the beginning and he created all of these things to include sex, he created our bodies and Adam and Eve, again, were walking around naked and unashamed. Then I'm unsure how we removed God from the narrative and we've allowed the world to pervert sex. We've allowed the yeah. world to tell us that our bodies are shameful and they need to be covered up mm -hmm. and all of these things. And my whole point is to allow God to re-enter the chat 
he's here. Let him re-enter the chat and let's have a conversation that is rooted and grounded. And to your point, listen, I've started reading books that were rooted in sexuality. And the more that I learned just about anatomy and psychology and physiology and all of those things, they end up supporting one another. Okay. Let's be clear. They And the more you like, God, oh my, the more you look at God, like, wow. Wow. Like, you did all of this? Yes. Like, there is no way. Yes. Like, the muscular system, like, you did all the way you learn how they interact with one another and they just everything you can't help but go back to god and be amazed Mm -hmm. like you can't help but do that so they're not contrary to one another they actually really do support each other but i get it you know we are often taught god and science are opposed to one another and again the more i even dive deep deep uh, deep dive into science and i learn about like psychology and relationships and how you be like god this this is the bible the bible says it says a little different but it literally at the root is saying the same thing this is worthy yes and you read a gotten yes and all of the people just like oh this is the proverb proverb." exactly i literally some of your greatest some of your greatest books like i think it was like what is it seven principles of highly effective people or something like that their book all they all all not a scripture in sight but they all hundred percent hundred percent when we were reading the big leap there was a comment on youtube and she was saying something like someone said we shouldn't uh, read this because it's not godly whatever and then someone else was like yeah we got to be careful that we don't get all into this whatever and it, she was talking specifically when gay had us point to the past say that was then and hold our chest and say this was now and i was like if you ain't never if your pastor ain't never had you stand up and run around the church and declare something I'm unsure how this is any different. Forgetting the old things that be or Come behind on. us. I, <laughs> I do not understand how, and listen, gay may, I don't know if gay saved or not, but when I'm doing my declarations, please be, be clear. Let's be sure. Okay. I'm always mm-hmm. doing it in the name of God. Pure point blank. Don't at me. That's not a question. And so those are the things I'm like, y'all, we be trying to like overcomplicate and over spiritualize and do these things. The like, you about to do the exact. And listen, we all watching church online. Your pastor probably got you doing it now. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Listen. It's quite literally the same thing. People, yep. stop, just cut it out, okay? Just mm-hmm. stop it. And so that's my whole point, that those things absolutely, 100%, they complement each other more than they are opposed to one another. But regardless, mm-hmm. do the work, start your own journey, because I want you to be great, y'all. Listen, the real life truth is, I really do. I want y'all to be great. I want you to be great in life. I want you to be great in your marriage. I want you to be um, sexually satisfied. I want you to be happy. I want you to feel empowered. I want all of those things for you. And because I come from a place in which I was so unhappy, I recognize that space. I know that space so well, and I refuse to go back. I don't let those comment. You're not going to shame me. You're not going to Bible bash me out of context to a place where I once was. You're just not going to do it. I know too much today to go back. And those things are biblically based. I just, I just know too much. And so I'm just going to encourage all of you to not repeat, to not regurgitate what you heard. Start a journey for yourself where you're educating yourself for yourself. Clean slate pick up a book and do it for yourself. And you would be amazed at the freedom 
that you'll be released from. Free indeed. You will be free indeed. And there is just something so powerful. And that's why I was like, listen, I know you guys. And to be honest, I probably had the time too. But also the freedom that says what I'm not finna do. I didn't respond. I responded to one comment. One. That's all right. Girl. I, had the other, I had the other 800 because <laughs> I, and the girl wasn't she one of the girls she kept tagging me on calf stuff then I posted and she tagged me on my stuff a whole bunch of times was staying really I was like this is the salacious stuff you say right here I'm confusion and so she kept tagging me because she wanted me to respond I let her go off for three yeah. days three days she her and this other girl was going back and forth back and forth back and forth and so finally I said well since y'all became BF, BFFs go dm each other why y'all keep giving me these notifications you want me to respond so i finally just deleted the whole thread of 70 some comments i just deleted the whole thread but i'm like i don't have the time and i don't have the energy to defend my position because where i am yeah. it took a it was a long time coming child and you're just not gonna pull yeah. me down I, you're just not yeah. gonna do it yeah I'm i mean sure. it, there's like a, you my the heart at the end of it and i think in the heart and everything that you do and definitely in the heart of the things that i do at the intimacy firm as you said is for is that exceedingly and abundantly that we all have access to and my heart for you is to get there because as you said the sex god i say all the time the sex is a god thing we've owned it the world can only have perverted it if that is your mindset because they have they take took it from us to begin with like you exactly. can't pervert something that you already own like right it was, it was, you, know, you know what i'm saying yeah and so sexuality all those things were there from the very beginning it's just a matter of how we deal with it in the context that we are now because we are not in the safety of even anymore right. so how we deal with it now and what what is the the peace that we can have the freedom that we have through this pursuit of uh, shalom that the journey to get back to that which god intended which likely won't come until the day of his uh, of his return and right. it is an evolving thing the path all throughout scripture path journey walk all of those terms I mean if, if we don't like this and if the thing that we can come back sick um, a year from now but like because of the platform and because of this maybe I don't think this will happen, but maybe this wasn't the time for that. Or maybe like you see, it, it's a check and balance situation Absolutely. where you go through and then you look back and all that, you know, court, had your quarterly second meetings, the thing like that. But just like you said, you bought it, you recognized what it meant for you in your journey and you wouldn't have posted it on your thing, but I would have used it for on the thing. All of those things for the people who are watching and looking and reading and all those things and Patreon now and then when it gets pretty fine and posted on youtube yep. later and all of those things just know that the know the heart behind it because right. as i said your track record is like certain things shouldn't even be like when you said something about not doing things for shock value and folks were talking about like people do anything to make money it that ain't even it ain't it's, never yeah. been it yeah. ain't that like real hood we're like real fully for it ain't never been right this, right like it, <laughs> it's never been about that and so the thing everything is done to the glory of God. It may not feel right, feel comfortable you, it may not look because the thing that you weren't purposed to do it. Sure. And he didn't so tell you. You you know what I'm saying? And so, okay. but the thing is the heart of it, I we just want you to be, and I think I can take the liberty to say we speak for the both, but we want you to be great. Like that's a colloquialism, but in real life, in real life. I want you to be great. I want you to be great. Big leap about, you know, the journey watching y'all journey watching y'all stuff with spectrum and and the, the car and all of that like let me do my be live my best life so that i can 
reach these Absolutely. things. Let me have my best relationship. That's why you bring in all of these different people, all these different um, voices to resonate with all of the different people that Absolutely. watch. There's no way that you could have one voice and reach all of the people right. that you have. But ultimately, the heart of it is we just want you to be great. We just want we you. just want you to. You just going ye therefore baptized in all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Listen, I try to tell these people to all the people. I say, y'all, Brittany is safe for real. No. Like that's what I was like, Brittany is safe for real. If y'all would see the prayer she would send me, I just told Kev last night. I said, Brittany, first of all, Brittany did a Helen Baylor, her testimony. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh my God, it's so funny. And I told Kev just last night, I said, Brittany will text me, uh, thank you for praying for me since I didn't have a praying grandmother. And it's that's the most churchiest. <laughs> you only get that if you know Helen Baylor. Like that is just stop it. I hit the ball. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Like for real. Like, Jesus is really like Jesus is really like my and the thing, the crazy part about it is that I didn't have the Kojic apostolic like Pentecostal upbringing. I didn't have that upbringing, but I've just been so enamored with it. And it's just like, so then when I get like kind of hit with stuff like that, it's because it's not like in my bones. Sure. And so when I do or say certain things and like they come, I'm just like, oh, I'm getting the, you know, my pastor is like, yeah, that's because, you know, he'll like break down the history of it for me. And I'm just like, because even with like with my vogue in me the the publisher is very christian and we had to have conversations about whether she could publish the book because right. it's my vogue in me she had to go on just the other day she was like i understand that this is a christian publishing and if you don't if you have a problem with the title and it being about sex then that's i'm like but vulva though like i just yeah. i just didn't get it but in my heart of hearts like that's a word and all like the churchy colloquialism like i Jesus is like real life. Like you didn't have to sell me on Jesus. Like I wasn't right. one of the ones you had to snatch back from him. Like Jesus, he like he want to spend time with me. Like he gonna be my friend. Like and he know me. Like he know how annoying I am. How many questions I had. And he's still around. Oh yeah, where do I sign up? Like you know what I mean. Like seriously, I it just really just and y'all don't see like the struggle of like. Is the church gonna be mad about this? Like, I really don't yeah. want to, you know, call right. nobody to stumble. And I really war with those type of things. But also, I also know that we can't keep folks comfortable. Right. It is in the discomfort where growth happens. So and true. So we need, we, we need to carry on. Keep so on. can you, since you talked about the Volvo me, can you talk about it really quickly, and then we can close out with that, and then make sure you give folks your Instagrams. Yes, so I am the visionary author of an anthology called My Vulva and Me. It is for, by, and about Black women, exclusively Black women. Uh, I'm a Black woman. I created a very amazing Black woman who wrote the forward, Miss B, Melissa (laughs) Frederick, wrote the forward, the publisher is Black. All of the artists um, inside his artwork inside the book, they um, were black women. All of the authors, it's over 30 black women sharing their stories through essays, short stories, poems, coming together to say, this is our, these are our trials. These are our triumphs. These are, this is our trauma. And then this is like, if, when you get the book, you'll see like splatters all over it. And that's like, for me, that was um, the black girl magic just dripping all over it and really is from start to finish cover to cover that's uh what it is it comes out november 28th pre-orders are available now the ebook will be available um available then and again i'm going to say again that melissa the melissa fabrics 
I'm so grateful. I'm so I'm so honored to be be able to partner with you. And it's just like if you don't know, like legit people real life love you. Some of the authors have emailed me like, who wrote the four? The Melissa Frederick. Is that the one you were working on? Yeah. Brittany, Melissa was rocking her brain. That was true. I thought she was writing her own book. Chad, I was like, I got to get this forward, right? Uh, You know, she done asked me. I said, yes, I know I need to do it. But I mean, Brittany, she was really like. We had a lot going on. I was stressed the heck out. She was taking this. The women are just like, they are like honored. Like they cannot believe that their work is going to be alongside you. So like if you, I mean, I know you know how amazing you are, but just confirmation that like you are people's answer prayer. Like, and Mm -hmm. just know that the work that you do in that, but I am the, at the intimacy firm on everything, Instagram, I'm trying to work Twitter. I still struggle with every now and then, but I'm on there. Um, At intimacy, uh, the intimacy firm.com is the website. Facebook is at intimacy firm. And then my involved in me web series, which the anthology is created off of starts. It proceeds in two premieres um, tonight, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 PM on uh, YouTube. Please make sure that you guys, the Patreon, especially since you guys are watching this live, check that out tonight at The Intimacy Firm on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you, Brittany, so much. First of all, it's always a blast um, talking to you anyway. And then um, specifically, I'm so happy that uh, we were able to come together again as a result. She was ready. She had your back. Listen, I have been, like I said, I was ready to defend it one way or the other. You know what I mean? I was going to wear it on the show anyway. So it didn't really matter to me. I bought the shirt in support of you and I would be willing to defend it on any day because I understand the movement behind the shirt because of my own personal journey. So thank you for creating the shirt. Thank Thank you. you for being a voice to those of us who have been voiceless for so many years. Thank you for telling those people who are silently crying tears and ashamed of their body or their sexual desires that it's okay and normalizing those things. And I realize that message ain't for everybody, but the point is that it's for somebody. And if God anointed you to tell it, then you're helping somebody. And so for those people that this message is for, I hope on tonight, you go and get you some. I hope that you orgasm. I hope that the clit is licked. I hope that the clit is touched. I hope all the things that you don't think Melissa should be saying, I'm saying it on today. (laughs) Amen. Did our hearts not burn? Did they not? Wasn't this rich? (laughs) Wow. Wasn't this rich? Listen, the video is already demonetized. I may as well go for it. And the point is... I really want to teach a class on this. Like oh, I, I literally want to, yes, I want, I'm going to do a round table. I've already decided. And because there's a, I don't know if she want me to say her name publicly, but another um, sex educator we've had on the podcast text me and was like, I was going to create a mug and it said this, but me and my husband chickened out. And I was like, and that's the problem. That's the problem. We have been too ashamed to say these things. And these women, like I said, are dying silently in their marriage. They're crying silently. And my hope is that be free, child, be free. All right, child, that's it. That's all. Any questions? If you have any uh, questions or concerns, I advise you to take them to Jesus because the Bible says he cares for you. It does not say that Melissa cares for you. It doesn't say that Brittany cares for you. It doesn't say that Kevin cares for you. You told him to take it to Jesus. So I'm most certainly going to ask you to take your concerns to Jesus. 
you can pray for me. You can pray for my salvation. You can pray for my fashion choices. Save your characters. Anything else? Until the next episode, y'all. Bye.